and welcome to the Bailey and Harding Ultrasound System. I'm Anna Harding. And I'm Ali Bailey. Hey, um, I was listening to Desert Island Disc, so I think we should introduce it like that. Have you listened, uh, listened to Desert Island Disc? Not for a while, but yeah, I have. Lauren Laverne's like... Welcome to this episode of Desert Island Discs. For rights music, there is no music because there isn't any. But, um, when she goes at the end, enjoy listening. Yeah, I'm just going to put it out there, though, that a lot of people are going to be listening to this where they're, like, running and out and about and doing things. I don't want to send them to sleep. Right, so let's start with... Hey! Oh, you just did it. Hey! Oh! Saturday, park run day. Ultra day, training day. Are you training? Is it raining? Wendover day! Oh my god, it's Wendover Woods day. If you're not at Wendover Woods, then you're... What's that thing? Be there or be square? You're a square. You are a square. A yes. missing outy, FOMO-y square. Missing outy, Mr. Doughty. <laughs> <laughs> Hello! Episode six. This is good stuff. Mm. Episode six, slowly creeping towards those double figures when we can finally stop recording and say we did our best, but nobody liked it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We won't have to say that though, will we? Well, actually, we probably won't. It's always really horrible. Well, not horrible. It's lovely, but like just awkward, just really awkward. Just like anything in life where you go, do you know what? You've done a good job. Well done. It's always really awkward just being like, huh, people actually are listening and like this. Honestly. Like from the bottom of my cold, dead heart, which is located somewhere above my kidneys. Thank you, everyone. Like some of the comments we get on Instagram are so nice. Like some of the DMs I'm getting are just so lovely. And it's just, I'm just so glad that we set out to entertain you and not lecture you and not be boring. Someone said to me the other day, it's so nice to hear two women talking about running and taking the piss. So that makes a difference, I think. But it just... Everyone's like, it's a proper laugh. It really helps me get through my runs. And do you know what? I was on the hill, a hill in Edinburgh, off the seat two days ago, and a woman ran past. Um, and I was with the guys to innovate. This made me feel like a right Billy Big Bollocks. She went, Did she fall into a pile of poo? Ah, no. She ran past and she went, I've just been listening to your podcast and then kept going. And I was like, What? And I did that awkward thing of, Thank you. <laughs> but I was like, Whoa. I thought I was unrecognisable. I was, in, I was all in clean clothes and I wasn't wearing a hat. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so that was really nice. Like just a random person in Edinburgh. So yeah, thanks everyone. We did really appreciate it and love it. And we, we, I mean, we set out to make this a really lovely community of people that were just like finding the joy in running, didn't we? And I think we're achieving that. So I think that's amazing. And you lot are hilarious. And also I get a catch up with my mate for an hour every week, which is brilliant. Which one? My only friend, you. My only friend. Um, yeah, you, you guys are actually <laughs> hilarious. The amount of times that I've just been like sat flicking through Instagram or uh, whatever, and I just actually start laughing out loud. People are like, what was she doing? And I'm like, nothing, <laughs> nothing. Or listening to voice notes or my AirPods, laughing at the cult checkout. Brilliant, love it. We'll have lots more of that in the coming weeks. We're trying to bank the content because there's so much good stuff there. Um, very good. We don't want to give good. it to you all in one load. No, we don't want to shoot our load. No one wants that. I didn't that. mean to say load. I meant to say go. <laughs> right. Shall we kick off as we do every week with Win Grim? Get in the bin. Yeah. Win. I've got two. I can't choose which one's better. One, I finished the first draft of my book. It's finished. It's signed. It's sealed. It's delivered in an email we transfer format and it's sent. And I don't have to look at it for two whole weeks. That is a win. So that's a win because it took four years four years right 
And so I'm very pleased about that. And then I, and then, like I said, at the week on Tuesday, Wednesday, I was in Edinburgh with Innovate taking some snappy shots of their snappy new shoes and shorts and tops. And I met Andy Berry. He was the other, he was the man model, the Zoolander of the group. And Andy Berry, you no one will know who he is. Some people know who he is. He holds the record, the current 24-hour Lake District record. Okay. He did 78 Lake District peaks in 23 hours and 23 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and, and embarrassingly, he actually went to break the record that was set by his coach, who was Kim Collinson. But he is absolutely lovely. He's such a nice dude. And I very rarely get inspired by people, but I spent two days with him and he was funny. He was super clever. He's really focused and he's just a super nice dude. And you know, when you're like, good things are happening to a super nice dude and it just fills your heart up with joy. And as much as I'm, this is that Andy Berry's also my get in the bin, funnily <laughs> enough, but, uh, but it just was so nice to be with someone that I felt really inspired by and like, oh man, this guy's an absolute dude and not, not a bellend. A, a lot of, I mean, a lot of, he wouldn't call himself an elite or professional athlete, but I meet a, a lot of elite professional people who I'm just like, you are a bit of a prick, but he was glorious and we had a really great time. So lovely, lovely stuff. I wonder, you um, you mentioned something there that uh, makes me question. You said that he's really clever, right? Mm-hmm. John Kelly, also very clever. Camille Heron, also very clever. See, now you're ticking people that, that I like. Uh-huh. Uh, John, I like John Kelly, but no one knows John Kelly, man. He's got the cold, dead eyes of a shark. Like, he's great, but he is, like, hyper, hyper focused. But he's super clever. He's an engineer, yeah. Camille, again, super, super clever, but so nice. Yeah, oh, so nice. But what I'm thinking is, is maybe in order for us to get along in this ultra business world, we need to get a bit smarter. You need to get a bit smarter. Yeah, I do. I need to get a bit smarter. I've got a 2-1 in media communications from Goldsmiths, so I think I'm smart enough. I've got a 2-1 in broadcast journalism from Nottingham Trent, so I'm fine. We're both smart. We're smarty pants. But, um... Yeah, smart, as in, like, he he reads a lot. He's, like, a prolific reader, and he reads the books that I really recommend my clients to read, you know, like um, the, all the mindset type books, not the wanky mindset books, but the ones that are, that are written by people that know, you know, like Steve Magnus and Brad Stolberg and, like, proper get in your brain, twist it around. And I kind of could tell that from the way he was talking about running, like he talks about it with a joy and a freedom, but he's also really focused on what he's doing, but not in a way that it's destroying the rest of his life. And he and he manages stuff. You know, he's like, I'm not going to do this this year. I might do it in two years, but I'm going to go and do it. And you just know he is. He's just going to smash records. He's just, and I said to him, you know, when people are crewing you on these rounds, do you ever get pissed off? He's like, not really, no. Like maybe two or three minutes I get really fucked off and then I just sort myself out. I don't take it out on other people and then I crack on and I'm like, really? But he's just lovely. Go and have a little follow with him on the gram. See what he's done. He's done like transfer rounds. He's on Skyline races. And he is, I think he's a hot ticket. I think he's like the next big thing. If if I was an A&R man and he was a singer, I'd sign him. Can he sing? Brit's Critics' Choice, Andy Berry. I don't know. Oh, if no, no one can sing like we can sing. So it's, that's not fair, is it? No, that's fine. Um, so he's also your get in the bin. Do you want to do your grim first? Yeah, he's my get in the bin. Uh, grim is chaffage. And the reason this has come up, right, is when I've asked questions on Instagram, which is where we're based, where we live, about rookie mistakes. And we will have another episode of rookie mistakes because there are a lot and they are funny as fuck. 
But the biggest one is chaffage, right? It is the grimmest thing that can happen to a human being. And some of the stories that I've been sent are absolutely horrendous. I actually got a voice note uh, on this from um, the wonderful, uh, what's her face, you know? Oh, what's her name? Face face, face. Tabitha. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> yes. Hi, Ali and Anna. My get in the bin is boob chafage. I just, I seem to chafe on my boobs in a different place every time. And it doesn't matter where I put the lube, it's in the wrong place because then I'll chafe somewhere else. And it's really, really annoying. Anyway, that's my in the bin. Thanks. She's chosen that as her get in the bin, right? Um, I'm having this as a grim because it is absolutely awful. Mm. And I think we should just have a very quick discussion to try and save these people mm. who are actually having some severe chafage issues. It's not just women, it's men as well. And I've got some horrendous stories about men chafe. Horrendous stories. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, their nipples bleed, don't they? Yeah, and and my I heard a story, a coattail story, about my friend whose sister was a podiatrist who was working at the end of London Marathon. Her diatrist. That's feet. Yeah, working at the end of London Marathon. And a bloke came hobbling towards her and he had blood running down the insides of both of his legs and his shorts were soaked in blood and his balls had been rubbing together for 26.2 miles to the point where they started bleeding. He was waddling towards her and he was just going, help me. And she was like, I can't help you. He was like, because she had medic outfit on. He thought she, she was like, no, I do, do feet, not balls. And she said it was absolutely horrific. She had to put him in an ambulance because she was like, I don't know what to do. Mm. I don't know what to do. My friend, when I did Edinburgh Marathon, my friend from the running club had bought a new skort to wear for Edinburgh Marathon and she had chafed so badly on the insides of her legs that blood was running down her legs and it was a warm day and I'd put tracky bottoms in for the end of the race because I read somewhere that that was what you're supposed to do. Yeah, that that and don't have a shower. Yeah, and I didn't (laughs) need them. So I gave them to Laura because she couldn't walk because her thighs were just rubbing together and they were just creating just fire fire oh and oh this cast this is a rookie mistake in our goodie bags we got like a hot and cold thing like freeze gel and the the hot one so in her infinite wisdom she opened the cold one thinking it would like the cool gel would like cool down the chain no, and no, she no. put it directly on her broken skin ah. oh oh right it's just like the amount of comments we've got on this, like, yeah. I forgot to do this. I forgot to do that. Right. And I um, just want to say to you, everybody, that this is proven from Run Britannia. And I know I talk about it a lot, but go to Boots, get some silicon sex lubricant and smother your bits in it. And you, Tabitha. And I mean, like, bathe yourself in it. Rub it all over your boobs, under your boobs, back, like where your pant line is, between your legs between your balls it's sex lube it can go anywhere and it stays on for ages and if that's not gonna and and feet and man nipples and also shoulders and like this bit under here under your arms you know when you wear a vest for the first time in the summer and it rubs on the thing on your tricep yeah you're gonna say bingo wing weren't you my bingo wing right and it is the best because it's really quick to put on and it's better than a lot of the sports stuff because the Mm. sports stuff isn't silicon based it's water based water will come off right if it's des- Desperado's times, uh, you can try lanolin, which is the ch- the n- nipple cream for babies. You get it in the nipple section. It's really thick. It's like that earwax stuff. Rub it on your nipples, men, on your nipples. You can put it down like between your legs. Don't put it in your – because it might get a bit stingy, but it's not going to hurt you. 
bum crack especially people are complaining about their bum crack because the salt drips down and the tiny crystals rub together and it's too late to put it on when it starts to hurt that's too late when it starts to hurt pseudocrem or bupanthin is the only way forward like that's good advice heed our advice and i promise you in the words of dream things can only get better because it is it's it's an epidemic it is it's disgusting and like when you like you know, you get in the shower and you like go, you like take your bra off or take your pants off. And you like, you hear that noise. That's seven layers of my epidermis coming off. <laughs> Lovely. Oh. Ah. Horrible. Hate it. Get in the bin. Not get in the bin. Grim. Grim. It's my grim. I'll quickly get in the bin and then okay. it will go, right? My get, my get in the bin is comparison. So it's not about Andy Berry, but like it's comparison. So like I tell people not to do this, but it's really hard not to do it yourself. And I, my heart goes out to everybody that, is affected by the comparison trap aka instagram um because when you're with someone and you're being told to like run up and down hills or like do this or do that or you're seeing photos of you and your gait is weirder than theirs you just end up going i'm shit at this like i ended up being like oh my god andy andy must think i'm an absolute i don't really give a shit what andy thinks of me to be honest i hope he likes me but i was like he must think i'm an idiot he must think that like i'm one of those like influencer people that never runs anything I don't know what I'm doing he must think that I'm this he must think that because I can't keep up with him running up the hills or getting down the hills and it that night when I went to bed between shoot day one and shoot day two I had a really shit night's sleep I had to spend two hours like trying to unpick it and be and be like I am who I am which is a I know you disagree but in this in the in the in the land I live in I am bang average because I live in a land of of people that hold world records and FKTs and and that's cool because that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to make it accessible. I'm not here to break records. I'm not here to set FKTs. I'm here to make it accessible. That's the thing I do. So, yeah, it can just get in the bin, the comparison thing. Like, do you get it? Do you have, how do you cope with it? I get it all the time. So my, I uh, stole a little quote that went pretty popular throughout the running channel community, which is comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah, classic. I did try and look up where it came from and I'm sure it was like, Harry Truman or like Roosevelt or something, uh, but no conclusive, definite where it came from. Anyway, comparison is the thief of joy because like, yes, you always compare yourself to other people in running, especially because, do you know, I was thinking about this only on Saturday when uh, my win is I ran Canuck Chase 50k Um Oh my god, I forgot we need to talk about that. Well done. Just, Congrats. That was a hot, hot day. I had a client who dropped from the 50 mile to the 50k because it was so hot. So mm. that is no mean feat. Like well done. And laps and switchbacks and all that bollocks. Brilliant. Well done. We'll we'll talk about that in a bit more detail later. Um, but there was a guy who came out um and he overtook me on one of the laps. So it was three laps for the 50k. And I think I was on my last lap and I was absolutely chuffed to the fact that it was the last lap and I was doing much better than I thought I was going to and this bloke came flying past me wearing the same colour bib as me so he was on the 50k as well but I was really confused because I was on my last lap and I was like how is he flying past me anyway he came running past and he went well done and I was like oh thank you you're flying and he went yeah, I've only just got here. I'm late. I've been working on lates and I've come straight here. Just don't compare yourself to the guy that's coming flying past you because he's on fresh legs. He's on his first lap. I was on my third. Maybe he needed a poo. 
maybe it was needing a pool gives you wings <laughs> like <laughs> but literally as I heard those footsteps coming up behind me I was like oh for god's sake Anna why are you so slow just like hurry up like stop being a div um and yeah then I you know actually had a conversation with him because you don't have a conversation with all the people that come flying past you no and found out that he was in fact on his first lap but not only that though he'd been working nights like he'd just finished work and come straight there so he'd be knackered as well don't compare yourself to others because you don't know what's going on in their lives as well like they might have had a shit night's sleep because they've got a new baby or they might have a sick relative that they're caring for that they've been stressing over for weeks you're like there are all these different things or they might or they might have been training for that as their a game race of the year and they might be absolutely nailing it like yeah yeah, you're right you don't know I went through I think lockdown was the worst for me this is awful in lockdown I just basically got obsessed with Strava and I decided the best person for me to compare myself to yeah wriggle the finger out Duncan dunk it in the phone book was Susie Chan so I became obsessed. I didn't even know Susie Chan at that point. Didn't know her. Do know her now. She's absolutely lovely. And she's completely different to me. Um, and uh, I was like comparing every run I did to Susie Chan's. Wasn't looking at her elevation. Wasn't looking at her, what she was training for. Knew nothing about her, except she was a woman and she was a runner. And started to get really fucked off about the fact that my times were not her times. Even, and then when Julius, my then bold boyfriend, smacked me around the face. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like her runs have like eight, 80 feet elevation you're doing three thousand. she's like you know trading for this you're trading for this but even then it doesn't fucking matter and i think it's a very natural human thing but and a lot of people have said you know oh, you, you should only compare yourself to prior to prior versions of yourself but i don't even think that's very constructive i think um, what is constructive is am i doing the best for me now and am i running with joy and am i running with freedom and if you are that is enough and yeah. to really hammer that message home and now uh, clock yourself thinking oh I'm comparing and laugh at it because it is laughable mm. it's ridiculous it's so hard though so sympathies go out to people if anyone's got any good strategies for the the, the bitch slap around the face stop it stop it now stop it then please get in touch the magic bitch slap what is it <laughs> like what is it I think well, I think it'll probably vary for for everyone but you know like what you were saying about don't even compare yourself to previous versions of yourself like I know full well that the PBs that I have up on my board in my office are probably what my PBs at 5k 10k half marathon and maybe marathon mm, mm, uh, will be forevermore because I don't want to run a really really fast 5k anymore that's that's not what brings me joy anymore and so it you know, to be looking at that and being like, uh, you know, oh, I used to be so quick. I don't care anymore, but it took me a while to get over that. And I think it was after like being injured the first time and being out and then coming back to running and being like, I can't run as fast as I used to anymore. I deleted all of the data from my Strava. I set up a new Strava. I set up a new Garmin like a- account. Wow, that's a good idea. Account just like with a different email address, so that that's a good idea. All of the stuff still exists somewhere. Don't look at it, but it means that when you go out and you run your fastest mile again, it's your fastest mile of that point, and so you get that like endorphin buzz, Mm -hmm. drip feed of dopamine of like, yes, I'm progressing, but I'm progressing from where I've started back from, not from where I was when Mm -hmm. I very first started. 
Yeah, and even go saying to yourself, I'm not going to do that anymore. That's progress for you because you're not comparing yourself to someone else. So that is actually a progression. Like it's like it's it's ridiculous. My marathon PB was at Berlin. Yeah. Uh the night before I went out till four o'clock in the morning. It was it was in the it was in the peak of my alcoholism. Absolute peak. I wasn't eating anything. I was just drinking all the time. Went out to a bar, four thirty in the morning, still in there drinking vodka, smashing back Red Bull. It was like some sort of open mic night with a load of German blokes singing Eminem songs smoking loads of fags, got back to the hotel, two hours sleep, got up, thought, oh, I feel sick, was sick, ate a croissant, straight down the front, sat, there were loads of blokes around me, absolutely hammered the shit out of it, don't really remember much of it, because I was half cut, PB, does that mean I was at my fittest? Mm. Or does it mean I was at my most miserable? Like, you can't, you you can't compare yourself, so... Yeah, that's my get in the bin comparison trap, man. What a load of old shit. Don't fall in it. Make no. sure that you keep your little head above it like this, swimming with your little head bobbing in joy. <laughs> What's your, what, so your win is Carrot Chase. Yeah. Banging. 50k. Nice. Good day? Loved it. Really, really great day. Absolutely boiling. I mean, right, my day started in the best way possible with a car share with a lady called Sam who is going to be my new best friend um because what uh new local best friend <laughs> because she lives nearby she has dogs and she runs and she runs with dogs hey. sam and anna podcast <laughs> hi sam don't compare yourself Stop not comparing comparing yourself nothing to compare no nothing <laughs> compares to you ali exactly anyway we like sam sam's good because she's good for the environment with her lift sharing be more Sam. Exactly. Be more Sam. Lift chair. Yeah. So yeah, my day started great because I got in a lift chair with her and her three dogs. Oh my god! Did they sit on your lap? No, they did. They sat in the boot, but they were um, good boys and girls. Good. And then uh, yeah, so uh, it was a very hot, a very very humid day, and the <laughs> the race itself's really hilly. And I knew this, and the event director Paul who messaged me and was like, do I get a shout out every week? And I'm like, yes, you are mentioned. Big up to Paul Albon. <laughs> Paul Albon is one of one of the best race directors in the UK. Yeah. Called Paul. Agree. With second name. Agree. <laughs> he had said and warned that, you know, it's it's a hilly race. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like I've done hilly races. I've just been up a mountain in Italy. Well, it turns out that Paul had every right to warn us of the hills because on the morning of the race, I was... T- just scrolling through my phone on the toilet, uh, looking at the plotter route. So he does like a little plotter route of the 10 mile lap. Were you plopping and plotting? No, didn't plop till I got there. Plop till you drop. Um, and I was like, I thought Paul said it was hilly. This is like, this is 370 metres of elevation. I do that on most long runs. All right, Killian. So then I was like, huh, it's actually going to be all right. Until it dawned on me as I was getting to the event to just double check that the plotter route route is of the 10 miles is times by yeah, three. Yeah. It's times by three. The clue's <laughs> in the lap. I know, but I thought he might have like drawn three I don't circles. Know why you would do this. Yeah, no. no. But three, yeah. Hey, uh, Wendover yeah. guys, if you're listening to this before you start your race, it's 2,000 foot per <laughs> lap. Not for the whole race. Who knew? Uh, well, clearly I should have. Um, so, yeah, the race itself, really good. By the way, 2,000 feet is 600 metres. I'm just working out yours at the moment. I'm just working out. Was it three, six? How much? How many feet was it then? Well, it was 370 metres per lap. Ooh, okay. 
okay so uh that's 3600 feet 600 and a, yeah in like 30 odd miles right yeah i'd say that is uh entry level that's really good training for what you're doing like as yeah. in like it's like not what the worst thing on we're going up to see the three peaks in a couple of weeks that's mm. six thousand foot in 24 miles yeah so it's basically double with a shorter distance yeah. so uh but it is that is for a really good training one i reckon so i enjoy enjoyed it so much that I'm going to go back to Cannock Chase and do the 10 mile loop as a training run regularly because it well I say regularly it's not um it's not super close to my house but it's it's probably some of the best hills that are closest to my house that I can get out on banging aid station friendly vibes to uh first place and second place 10 miler women what overall overall nice okay Love it. zooming past me at the trig point I was like Yes, I like it. That's brilliant. Yeah. Do you know he does a lot? Big Bear do a lot for women. They really oh. do set the standard for like making it accessible. Yeah, Portaloos for women and a women's one, a men's one, and two unisex ones. Nice. With all the sanitary business in the ladies' one, which was needed because I was very heavily on my period that day. Brilliant. What is your like honestly? Whenever, whenever, wherever, I'm going that's basically your period like whenever oh you're going running are you okay here i come i know i was yeah i wore my period pants as well but um yeah uh anyway um yeah great banging race no medal to show because i'm planting a tree instead of course you are because you're a ledge very reasonably priced entrance fee very lovely people and oh my god sorry forgot the world's best volunteers yeah they're good aren't they shout out canic chase trail runners who manned the aid station that we go to twice because of the loopy thing um they were incredible like genuinely you know like when you turn up to an aid station and you go to fill up your bottle and you just get on with it and fill up your bottle yeah oh no you weren't allowed to fill up your own bottle they they were like no this is our job and like take your bottle off you and do it for you do you know i think we should do what have a look at like the end of the year find a big bear race and have a uh sound system meet up Laps yeah. run. So we'll go to one of his events. We'll ask him nicely uh, if we are allowed to come on mass. I'm sure he'll say yes. We'll choose one. We'll do it this week and then we'll announce it next week. And we'll have like a little end of year like party. And we'll say, well, you're only allowed to play. We'll get like a sound system. So he plays the bangers if you're coming around from the actual Spotify playlist. And then yeah. at the end of it, like there'll be like an option to go to the pub and have something to eat. Or we can just all hang out. Because it's laps, you can either do one lap or you can do six laps, or you can do 10 laps, just as long as whatever. So let's sort that out, because I really love Big Bear, and um, we are not the we are not people that are going to take money for sponsorship and tell people stuff that isn't true. We dem- yeah. genuinely do. And I've sent loads of my clients there as their first go, because it's so inclusive and nice. There's no judgment, mm. and it's they're kind, kind people that want you to do the best you can. So yeah. let's make it happen. Right, what is your grim? My grim this week <clears throat> is a toss-up, because I feel like, one can be grim and one can get in the bin. Great. What is it? Number one, blisters. Yeah. I think they're avoidable. I know they're avoidable. Right. You're going to tell me off. Yes. Neil told me off as well. Um, I really wanted to test out some new shoes that I want to wear for my 100K. I decided that the best type... You look like you're reading a statement to the police. That's because I'm like... You're trying to word this so you don't get told off. Yeah. I decided that the best time to do this 
would be in a long run scenario, which was the Canuck 50. Did you just hear that noise? That like, that was my eyes rolling in the back and back of my head. <laughs> no, right. Okay. I, I took some precautions on this. Not enough. I packed my current favourite pair of trail shoes that are like pretty much nearly at the end of their life in a bag that I left at the main aid station that I could have got back to after 10 miles. So I could have done 10 miles in those shoes and then changed them. However, there was a man at the aid station on the first lap and we were having a really good chat and uh, um, I just basically forgot how to do an aid station and then left. So like I didn't go to the toilet, I didn't eat, I didn't drink, I didn't get an electrolyte, nor did I change my shoes. Um, I'm not blaming this man on that, on the on the blisters, um, but I did keep the shoes on for the entire duration of the whole race. And I have basically, when I was going up the hill with the last three miles to go, was having a little walky walk and as the weight went through my little <laughs> toe... You know, when you feel it pop. Yeah, you I, do. I felt like my entire little toe had split down the it's middle. It's like the waters have broken on your foot. The yeah. waters have broken so on my foot. <laughs> I sat down at the side of the trail, got my foot care kit out and was like... No, did you look at it? Yeah, I taped it up. Yeah, man, I would... Uh, yeah, see, I'm like, to. once it's popped, I'm like, no, now just finish ASAP Rocky. Like, finish. I don't think I could have because of the pain. Like I took a few steps and I was like, this needs dealing with now. Props so, to you yeah, for being a big girl. Getting the bin. Because I would have been like, no. So, was it really bad? Where was it? Where was the blister? My entire underside of my little toe. Oh, nice. Do you know what? Chop them off. I spoke to a medic about this. Oh, that's good looking. Chop them off. He, I said to the medic, there's no way you can chop these off. He went, you can. You can live without your little toes. Take yeah. them off. Yeah, I don't think... Like little toes... Now are the only place that I ever, ever, ever get blisters. And and more frequently than not, because I have a wide foot, I know I should probably look into like these ultras with big wide toe boxes or something. But I'd bought these shoes in a wide fit in a half a size bigger than I needed. But my God, it was hot on Saturday. So they probably did swell. Did you preempt? Did you put anything on your feet before to stop them? No, that was the, you know, when I said I took precautions, but probably not enough. My my regrettio on this run was that I didn't tape them up because normally I do. Yeah, or just smother them in that lanolin, the little toe especially, and then and the sex loop because literally you put your sock on and then your, your foot can slide against the sock as opposed to like, rubbing on it with the sweat and things um it makes yeah. a massive difference but you know what i think i don't think there's anything to tell you off for apart from lube your feet up before you put your socks on maybe don't wear a new pair of shoes on no but you were you did only mean to wear them for one like one lap you had your other shoes there so i don't think that that's like yeah. you know you, like it's just a thing you just forgot man like i've know people have forgotten loads of shit like on lapped events that's why i have a little card i have this little uh mm. card where i write this is what i write on it water rubbish Pack, food, toilet, batteries, uh, pain, just those words. And then yeah. and, then, and then laminate it and I put a little hole in it and then I tie it to my pack and I can get it out and look at it at an aid station and go bang, 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 bang. Because you yeah. forget you're in pain. You forget, like, forgetting water is so bad. I've done it so many times. Where I've run off from an aid station with an empty bladder because, mm. the wee bladder, the actual bladder, because I've been fucking yeah. yapping to someone. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's all, it's all what it is I think that you did very very well so there you go thanks um so then my get in the bin can be the other one 
which is um again it was it was pretty much around the same point as the blister going i i had a rather gross end to my race there was a man at the side of the trail all the stories that agree have been start with there was a man <laughs> it could have been in no it could have been a woman as in like it this is not this is not uh, you know a sex thing it's nothing to do with gender he was at the side of the trail and he was bent over double and he was retching i was set i was recording you a voice note at this point ali and i was oh, were you? yeah i didn't uh, notice the retching in the background well i ran past him and um finished my voice note to you and was like i should probably check that he's okay i knew the aid station was like coming up really soon anyway so i was like you're all right and he went, yeah, it happens, it's normal. And I was thinking, it's not normal. Like, it's probably not not normal. I think normal's not the right word to use in that scenario. So anyway, I, I carried on like trotting and I like looked over my shoulder just to make sure that he was okay and he was still moving. It was fine. Then I sorted my blisters out. I had to stop, sorted my blister out because that went pop. And then caught him back up as I ran past him not only was he retching at this point that it was a pure vomit fountain coming out of his mouth like like imagine the the like proper noise of when you really like you know when you can't like in the exercise like you can't stop and I stupidly looked directly at it like I knew he was being sick I just wanted to be like, you know, can I get you anything? Do you want some water? Not out of my bottle. Um, like, is there anything that I can do? Look, was he moving or was he standing still? Standing at this point. And so I'd like slowed down to a stop and was like, yeah, do you want any of this? Look directly at the vomit fountain and instantly was like, <laughs> and was on the cusp of vomiting myself. What is it? about the vomit Mexican wave. Whenever anyone sees anyone else being sick, it instantly, whether you feel sick beforehand or not, why does it instantly bring it on? It's like um, yawning. It's like a yawn Mexican wave, but like a vomit Mexican wave of like, I'm sure that's in a film as well. Oh, I'm trying to remember what film it is, but it is in a film. It's like the multicolor, technicolor yawn, isn't it? That's what yeah. they call it. It's the technicolor yawn. Oh God! But, so yeah, you don't see okay. it like Barkley or anything, do you? You don't like see footage of Barkley where like one of them's thrown up and then everybody starts to <laughs> TMB. Like if that amount of people, if everybody, the crowd, has <laughs> rhythm it. Oh, 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 oh yeah. wow. I'm not great with vomit. Even when, like, Ralph, you, my dog, were is you sick. sick? I was, you know, when a little bit of sick comes into your mouth? Yeah. That happened. Were you both next to each other going, Bleh. <laughs> no, I, I, no, because a little bit of sick came in my mouth because I was literally like, you can't throw up next to this man. He's obviously having a very bad time and you're okay. <laughs> oh, I love it. The vomit Mexican wave. <laughs> oh god i'm crying that's the episode title <laughs> yeah, the, hey, the multi-colored yawn oh i love it oh so there we go well done brilliant hey ma'am before we move on i just need to tell you something yeah you know do you remember a couple of episodes ago when i said that spraying somebody with a hose was illegal i thought it was illegal well you asked the question didn't you well yeah you were quite adamant that it was yeah guess what good one 
It's the sound of the police. The police have slid into my DMs. Oh. In a very legal. Are you under arrest? No. In a very legal fashion. And they have informed me. It's at the police. So I know it's true. It's not at the police. What? Sting. Sting has sent you a message. Sting has sent me a message. Say, spraying someone with a hose pipe and splashing them with water is a common assault. Also, if you threaten or spray it near them, it can be classed as common assault if they were put in fear of violence. Then it says in brackets, highly unlikely and pathetic, but you wouldn't believe some of the stuff the police have to deal with. Close brackets. That is from... The man who's now known as the podcast police, and his name is Sergeant Rogers. Sergeant. Ah, uh, Chris. Yeah. Do you know him? Only from Instagram. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me he's not a policeman. He's like a police community <laughs> support officer or something. Mm, <laughs> I don't know. I do not know his credentials. Hey, man. Chris Rogers, you are a legend. He said to me, I said, excellent. I feel validated. And at the same time, worried a member of the police is listening. He said, I'm not the podcast police. I listen because I enjoy the content. And I said, no, now you are the podcast police. Congratulations. He is the podcast police. Sent me a heart we could send him like a little um, star badge or something like a little like stripe. Like a sheriff's badge. Yeah, yeah. But he could put on his uniform with the rest of the them. sheriff of podcastington. Yes, exactly. The, the sheriff of Poddington. Mm. And we'll make it pink and he can put it on his little... Bobby hat. Poddington Peas. The Poddington, the, what a classic. Down at the bottom of the garden. Oh, that's the birds and the bees. That needs to go on the playlist. The living a lot of little people. I doubt the Poddington Peas. They were creepy, the Poddington Peas. Well, the first one was creepy. They're creepy, black yeah. happy and grumpy. Keep it a secret now, please. You've just told they're everybody. happy and they're sweet peas. They're called the Paddington Peas, the Paddington Peas. Fun fact. What? I went to school with Cressida Woodcock, whose dad composed that theme tune. Whoa. That might not be true. I'm sure it was Cressida Woodcock's dad. I'll check. I went out with somebody that was quite deeply involved with Bob the Builder and sold (laughs) the rights to his mate, to one of his mates. I thought you meant like having an affair with him. <laughs> yes, he was having an affair with Bob the Builder. He <laughs> sold the rights to one of his mates in the pub for a bet. Oh dear, that's yeah. not gone well. He never got over it. No. Anywho, let's move on. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, well, also, speaking of a couple of episodes ago, I just want to update some peeps. You may remember Ali's grim from last week was that she broke a client's finger on a run. Hey, man, let's be careful because the police are listening. She tripped over in my area, not over me, and she broke it. She And I told her that I didn't think it was broken because I was trying to like keep her spirits up. Well, she's come to me to give me an update. It's being wired together and currently has a big heavy pot on it, which brings us nicely onto your ultrasound system podcast playlist because Alison, that client, would like Crowded House fall at your feet, pretty please. <laughs> what a tune. Alison, Because <laughs> she fell at your feet. I'm so sorry. Well, I do have that effect on people, I've got to say. I don't. Uh, sorry, Alison. I'm going to add it right this goddamn second to the list of absolute bangers how how do you feel about this playlist i love it i was listening to it all of saturday bearing in mind i was out for nine hours um i i you mentioned a song on this before and like the way that zoom works it totally cut out you singing it so i just cut that bit little bit out um in the edit but 
it was um don't sweat the technique do 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 don't sweat the technique do don't technique yeah that's the nick that's nick blackwell's recommendation absolute tune isn't it it was it is now my favorite ever like i was like strutting up that hill to that song um so yeah that's my new favorite discovery from the playlist well it's yeah i just came back from a run and, I, and you said to me before we started this how was your run it was incredible and do you know why it was incredible because i was listening to this playlist it was banger yeah. after banger after banger the word i said the most during that run wasn't it was tune 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 absolute tunage but there has been a few suggestions that we have not been able to include because of public opinion, public opinion. Okay. Uh, mm, uh, interesting. Yeah. So I went a bit mad and I I went into a bit of a like 90s vibe and I added spice up your life. Yeah. Oh. It only takes a minute. Girl. Yeah. Everybody get up by yeah. five, which is on the cusp of 90s noughties. Yeah. The way you work it by EYC. Mm-hmm. E-Y-C. And I couldn't find Stiltskin on Spotify, but I put inside by Ray Wilson, who's the lead singer of Stiltskin. Because that's a banger. Uh, and I think I put on Evanescence, Bring Me to Life I love that. as well. Actually, yeah, someone suggested that. Yeah. And someone else suggested an Eminem song that I don't like. So I put Lose Yourself on. And then I was listening to Desert Island Discs and it was a Ronnie O'Sullivan one. And that was one of his Desert Island Discs for the same reason. What? Because it's just a it's a really good running song. Because it's like when you're in the doldrums, it's like you only had one chance to do this, that or the other. I can't remember the lyrics. But Eminem's like... His palms sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his face. Already, mom spaghetti, and it's like you gotta lose yourself in the music, and it's banging. It's a good running song. Yeah, Shim Bim with a gammy hammy on Insta wanted Eminem rap god, so Ali compromised and put lose yourself on instead. I love the little like little compromise, little deals, little little backhanders. But the thing is, right? Yeah. Because I'm like, well, more people know lose yourself, so they won't skip it. And it is still a choke. Yeah. Someone, Anna, has added something to this that I explicitly said no. <laughs> and that song was Star Girl by McFly. Yeah. That's on. No. Yeah. No. No. It, yeah. No. 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 There it is. No. Yes. No. no. Right. Okay. Um, no. no. Social media. No. We are. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> you, you can't. You're not the keeper of the playlist keys. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it on a little poly pole. A 50-50. Yes. No. I've started doing this today. You need to get access to this Instagram account so you can do the live stories as well. Because I was in the car and a song came on. And that song was, so why you got to go and put stars in their eyes? So why'd you got to go? And I was like, tune. I said to myself, banger or clanger. So I went onto Instagram stories, follow at ultrasound system pod. Yeah. And listen, and go, because there's going to be exclusive content on the stories and it's the polls. So I said, is this a banger or a clanger? And I'm letting other people make up their mind. Now, most of the time, people are nice and they're like, it's a banger. That happened with, uh, Lionel Rich Tea, my yep. favourite type of biscuit, Lionel Rich Tea. And, um, but the other day, somebody, her name was Irish Mojo, or as I'm calling it, Irish No-No, suggested <laughs> You Can Do It by Caribou. And that song goes, you can do it, 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 you can do it. And you put, what a horrible noise. And it reminded me of my mother listening to Radio 1. <laughs> what a horrible, annoying noise, I think I wrote. But I wasn't the only one. 
Because somebody wrote, somebody DM'd me and went, no. And then he wrote, takes headphones off and throws them in the sea with monkey, sad monkey emoji. Tony Proctor wrote to me, this is awful. And I was like, right, it's not going on. I'm really sorry, Iris Mojo, but you can do it, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. Have you, have you, brothers and sisters who would be like, like, like I got this song there, get on your nerves, get on your It's like that. It's like, that was me. <laughs> I was that sister. Sorry, Jane. Um, but other than that, the amount of bangers that are going on this are incredible. And I'm sorry if I miss you up, but I do try and sit down like once every couple of days and go through the suggestions on, on the gram. We especially like videos of you running, someone sent us a video of them running with their dog to a tune. You running with tunes so that we can see where you are and why that tune is important. Like Sweet Disposition by the Temper Trap. That's my running through the lakes music because that is yeah. just a flyer. And and it really is inspiring. We can see where it's all coming from. Delightful. Love it. I'm just having a moment for the Temper Trap. Hey, yeah. man, you put um, Night Shift by the Commodores on, right? That's our song. And I was running today and it came on and I nearly started crying. It's because our song. Like, it's if our we song, got married, this would be our first dance. It would, because, Vister, when Anna was doing um, Run Home for Christmas... I went out and did my night run. It was when I was going out to do my night run. And you were like, you need to listen to Commodore's Night Shift. Yeah. Night Shift, yeah. And honestly, like, now, whenever I hear it, I just think of you. Me and Pickle dance to it all the time. But that is an absolute tune. So this this system, this sound system, is going super, super well. Um, we would like more people to send us more songs because it is... Honestly, it's just banger after banger. I can't wait to get to like a mm. festival situation where we can have our own tent and we can have like a silent disco that to the bangers. That would be so funny. That would be so funny. I'm dreaming I big. I also, I put um, M people moving on up because it came on while I was doing my hill session last night and I thought it was hilarious that like moving on up, moving on up. Um, it's very, it's very motivational, but also very apt. It is. We're not putting proud by M people no. on. That's not going no. on. Sorry, everybody. Just so put that, don't you even can ask, put that basically. on when you get back to your car and you're like driving home after your race. Like, listen to that in your own time. And if you do, don't tell me about it because I'll think that you're an idiot. Also, in other Instagram news, we've got people messaging us saying that they believe that they are cursed by the podcast. One guy has never had to have a poo on a run before since listening to us. He's had to go into Lidl three times or Audi three times. One of those two bargain supermarkets to have a poo. I hope he's the toilet. I hope he doesn't head for the middle of a little and do it there. But it seems like it's catching. It's <laughs> poo is catching. Um, that's it. This is news to me because uh, there's a little not far from my house on like the end of a long run. I was not aware that bargain supermarkets have toilets. So this is good news. I think they do because you spend so long in the middle of little that you could be there a few days. <laughs> yeah. You could be. <laughs> yeah. Um, and one more thing from the ground. Oh God, I love these stories. Yeah. Lucy. Lucy lives in New Zealand. Do you remember when we talked about? Uh, when you are on a race and you will do literally anything to stop running, like yeah. self harm. Oh, that I mean that was dark, yeah. but yes, I do remember that. Context: Mountain run in New Zealand called the Old Ghost Road. It's incredible. It's also about eighty k, two thousand five hundred meters of elevation, and only about two major climbs, both of which are after the thirty k point. You do the maths. Let's not do that. It'll take me too too long. It's it's eight thousand two hundred feet. Beautiful. There are three A stations. The only way out is by helicopter. If you bitch out, you have to pay for said helicopter. Not if you're injured, just the wimp tax. That's the fucking helicopter tax. It's to support the rescue team and reduce DNFs, which I respect. I was at 55k and having a bad time. 
I'd blown my toenails out, blown my quads out on a downhill like a dickhead, overheated, chafed, all the good shit, and I came across an older guy on the side of the trail. He had a race number on and didn't look in a good way. As a respectable citizen, I asked if he was okay because he was also popping pills. Old mate said he had a heart condition and had felt a flutter, so I was taking a minute. And for the briefest of moments, I hoped this random stranger was having a major cardiac event so that I'd have an excuse to stop, stay with him, and maybe get a free helicopter ride. (laughs) I asked him half a dozen times if he was absolutely sure he didn't need my help and uh, and if I could do anything. But he didn't want me to stay and he insisted I bugger off. (laughs) Cool. So you were basically wishing cardiac arrest on somebody else in order to get out of a race. Bad things, bad times. Love it. But also, I, I was on another podcast, which I won't mention the other day, with Kat Simpson, who is a Team GB track, like 100-mile runner. She said at Devil's Dyke, on, well, she came second at the South Downs Way 100. She said yeah. when she got to Devil's Dyke, she looked at the cars and thought, I could throw myself in front of one of them. Not badly, just enough to be able to stop. Even the elites yeah. think it. Yeah. That's like, that's exactly what happened to me on the South Downs Way when I did that first ultra. And we crossed the road, we got to the road. I was like, oh my God, if there's a car coming, I could just get clipped. One toe. Just, oh, it's on my foot, I've broken a toe. Oh no. Yeah. Hmm. We, don't want to, we don't want people being upset or like having to go to hospital with broken bones. We just want a clip. No, no, don't do it. We know that these thoughts come into our heads and it, we just want you to know that that's but this completely is a... normal, apparently. Because genuinely, when it happened to me, I was like... This isn't normal. Like, I shouldn't be wishing pain and, like, bad times on myself. But everybody yeah. apparently does it. But or at least a good proportion. That's why of it's a good place to be, this place, because it's a safe space. No judgment. Safe space. Safe space. Um, speaking of amazing things that we get sent on Instagram, can we just have, an, uh, have a moment for Titanium Pip, who dog-shamed her running buddy, <laughs> who rolled in poo, right, and sent us a picture of her dog. Please do keep having uh, sending through pictures of dogs. We love it. And um, sent us a picture of her dog and said, when thanks to the Bailey and Harding ultrasound system, you think, oh, well, at least it's not my poo. Exactly. This is how to make lemonade out of lemons. <laughs> it's not as bad as that time but Ali had to shit the same carrot bag. Oh. It's not as bad as that time that Anna did this. <laughs> it's not as bad as that time that Anna joined the Mexican wave of vomit on Calic Chase. <laughs> so... We're make we're helping people. We're making dreams come true. You make my dreams come true. Yeah. Anyway, what's next on the feature feature feature? Hey guys, have you noticed that we don't do the same features every week? And there's some features we've totally forgotten about. Yeah, I messaged you like in the week, didn't I? And I was like, um, we haven't done that that like story in ten words thing. But if we did, then we should uh, redo the intro to it, which is oh, here's where the story ends tintin out oh yeah god i hate that song oh no why anyway just hate it so less of a feature more of a more like shout outs from the instagram content so we've got your little what's the weirdest thing you put in your mouth at a race yeah i was in the car the other day and uh I was listening to a podcast and then our podcast came on afterwards. I wasn't narcissistically like driving around listening to the sound of my own voice. So I don't do that. And, and then I do. Do you? Brilliant. The Vaseline thing came on and I was crying with laughter in the car because I can't stop thinking about someone eating Vaseline. So, yeah. yeah. And I know you've, you've sent me some, some notes for this. So I know what you're about to say. Go on. You say it. What I think is weird. Oh, uh, right. The second one. Yeah. No. So, co- yeah, for context, accidentally somebody didn't know what they were doing and took the Vaseline off a 
an emergency medic person, St John's ambulance person at the side of the road and ate it. So that's where this came from. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Martin never wait, never Webb wait, be funny. says a Jaffa cake and pickle sandwich. Yeah. I think he got this from me. Oh. So the Jaffa cake is the bread and the pickle is the filling. Mm -hmm. And he would like it to be known that it's not Jaffa cake and pickle both together between two slices of bread because that would be weird. Yeah. So you get two Jaffa cakes and you get sliced gherkins slash pickles if you're an American. And then you put the pickles, like maybe three, three slices is enough. Two Jaffa cakes, put it in your mouth, eat it. Oh my God, it's a taste sensation. It's delicious. You've got carbohydrate. You've got a little bit of protein because there is egg in Jaffa cake. And then you've got the pickle. And the pickle has got electrolytes in it. It's a palate cleanser. It's crunchy. It's a taste sensation. And I used to do this at White Star Races a lot. So I don't know where, where Martin, if that is his real name, has got this from. But I feel like I trademarked it, Martin. Um, the other thing is pickle juice from the jar. Drink the juice. Mm. Delicious. That's very good. Yeah. That is very good. Good electrolyte. Um, yeah. I, don't, I love pickle. I love Jaffa cakes. Separately, I can't imagine the two go that well together. Let's have a, se- a segment called Challenge. Oh, do you know what? We used to have a segment on the radio, on the breakfast show that I used to be on called Challenge Anna. Good, but it's coming back. I had to go out dressed as a duck with a loud hailer once. Why? Um, I remember. Or is it a parrot? I had to go and find a parrot dressed as a parrot. I'm not going to make you do that, but I am going to say to you, this week on a run, take a couple of Jaffa cake, have a Jaffa cake and gherkin sandwich and see if it makes yeah. a difference. Bet it does. Mm. Makes a difference how PBing all over the place, just PBs like, like spaffing PBs all over the place because of all the electrolytes and deliciousness in your mouth. Be like, yeah, PBs for dudes. Like it is yummy. Don't diss it till you tried it. It's like people who've never had cottage cheese and banana or cottage cheese and blueberries. Like it's yummy. Cottage cheese, banana, and a little sprinkle of cinnamon. Absolutely delightful. Like uh, uh, people that don't, people that go Ugh! when you say the word cottage cheese, I'm like, you don't know what you're, you don't know what you're missing, mate. It's absolutely banging. I think it's the texture though that does. It does look like vomit. It does look like lumpy vomit. Mm, yeah, actually, I was just remembering the last time I threw up, and uh, yeah, that was good. Also, Gross. we had another one about flies in your mouth, right? Yeah, I've got a question for the audience. Yeah, and I've asked this, and I'm, I genuinely want to know the answer. There were lots of plant-based runners around. You could tell them because A, they won't fucking shut up about it and B, they have it written on their top, right? Joke. I <laughs> love you guys. Uh, if a <laughs> vegan runner, sorry, a plant-based runner or both, are running around and a fly goes in their mouth. Murder. What do they do? Murder. Look at my little tongue. Look at my tongue. I don't know. What do you mean? What do you... I know. You look like a little, like, teeny tiny frog. Um, I don't know. The thing is, if a vegan slash plant-based person eats... A, an animal-based product what they're going to do like by accident like it's an accident there's nothing they're not going to drop dead they're not going to like they're not going to get smited from above oh is that not what happened that's all i've heard that's yeah. all i've heard at all but yeah that is that is basic that's eating an animal though and maybe oh god no i know their membership to the vegan runners is rescinded for life yeah, that is true they get tested they get tested for protein levels mm. if the protein levels are too high they get thrown out they have to go and join meaty runners meaty runners meaty runners meaty runners yeah flies just just to just to finish off on the weirdest thing in your mouth um samantha sanders said that um 
that her most gastronomic delight is a fly. Not very exciting, but <laughs> this is so gross. It flew around my mouth for a good 30 seconds during an ultra. I was gagging and flapping. It felt like five minutes until I decided to just swallow the buzzing maniac as I couldn't catch it with my spit or my hand and then spent 10 further minutes retching, trying to vomit it back up. Let's hope you didn't start a vomit Mexican wave, Samantha. <laughs> Ali's lost her. If someone went, oh. <laughs> like their, their mouth sort of shut, but also a bit open, flapping about the yeah. And then Lucy from New Zealand going, are you okay? You having a seizure? Should I call a helicopter? Being very disappointed when it's just a buzzy flying about. Like the minute it goes in my mouth, the fly, I'm like, like, I'm like, get out. So gross. I have swallowed them. We all have, haven't we? But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, rancid. Oh, absolutely disgusting. Pickle's really good at flies. Does Ralphie like flies? Uh, No, no, they just annoy him when they like come buzzing around. He just goes. But he's nowhere near them. Oh, Pickle's obsessed with them. She's obsessed with them. And she's like, it'll like, if there's one in the house, it's like, right, here we go. I've got to get rid of it before, before she smashes oh, the entire oh, contents no. of my house. She's knocked down photos. She's knocked over cups of coffee because she's like crouching pie, hidden pie. But her absolute favourites are oh. wasps. She calls them the spicy knickknacks, mummy. The spicy flies. Yeah. Yeah. She chomps them. Then she goes, like where they sting her. She started to take an interest in bees, but I'm like, no way, Bozo, because bees are for trees and flowers. Yes. And we're not eating the bees. Bees are best. Because bees are for the best, yeah. Um. Anyway, hey, man, there's a couple of questions that actually require an answer. There we are. Shall we just quickly uh, rattle through those? Because we are coming to an end. Oh, can you imagine? Guys, you've been running for 52 minutes. What's this? No, longer than trend? that. An hour. Oh, it was an hour. Yeah, right. we started it cool. Oh, yeah. Right, we need to travel through these. Let's do the first question and we'll save the ones for next week. Right. So, question. Okay. Okay. What counts as an ultra? We're going to put a poll up about this. I think it might get nasty. What do you think counts? Counts. Who's counting? What counts as an ultra? Me. Hello. I am the ultra police and I say, hey, man, James Elson is the. Uh, chairman of the tra i'm gonna ask him yep. if there's an official line on it um i think over 30 miles i think it has to be over 30 miles and i think it has to be uh but the thing is the guy that asked us this question thank you so much for the question mm. can't remember what your name is um he basically said like when you're doing like an endure 24 or a lapped race oh, yeah. if you stop so he said basically he was like running around was it it might have been chris rogers you know it was somebody like that He'd done five mile laps and he'd done 30 miles total, but he'd had like a rest in between. Yeah, some of them. he had. So I don't actually know. Like that to me, and I know it wasn't a relay, but it feels more like a relay. You know, you run, you rest, you run, you rest. So I think continuous 30 miles, but I'm not judging anyone and everyone could do what they want. But for me, I would only call it an ultra if it was 30 miles plus and it was continuous. So you could stop for 10 minutes to like get a snack or whatever, but no like hour long rest in the middle. Like that's me. And that is no judgment. People do what they want. Um, but I don't think there is a like uh, standard, is there? There's no rule book on it. It's I think it's, you know, whenever you talk about an ultra, it's always oh, anything longer than a marathon. However, let me just throw this down as an unpopular opinion. Or it might be popular. 
especially with the type of people that we get listening to us. If you run London Marathon and your GPS goes haywire at Canary Wharf and your watch at the end of the run says that you ran 27 miles or 26.8 or 26.6, that is not an ultra. It's not an ultra, guys. It's not an ultra. No, it isn't. It's the London Marathon. It's a marathon. Okay. Mm. So let's yeah. just let's just nip that in the bud because if you set out to run a marathon and your GPS went a little bit haywire and you got a little bit further, I'm sorry guys, that's not an ultra. Also, here's a spoiler alert for everyone. If you're a roadrunner, I very much doubt a lot of you are roadrunners, but if you are and you've gone and done your 26.2 or if you're doing Brighton 24 miles or if you're doing Edinburgh 28.9 or whatever it is, if you're doing Manchester, no, 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 just sticking a finger in a phone book. <laughs> You, a marathon is 26.2 miles. If you go and do a trail marathon anywhere in the world, it will be a more than that. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. You get your money's worth. It will never be less. It will never be less. It will always be more. So I say to clients on their first trail marathon, imagine you're going to do 28, 29 yeah. miles because then you get a nice surprise when it's only 27.9 because yeah. it will always be longer. But do, what do you think? What's the, what's the, small, the shortest distance older you think you can do? thing is, well, yeah, I don't know. The um the thirty miler that I did on the Calderdale Way was like short. I think it came up at like twenty eight point something, um, which is the uh, completely contradicts what you just said, Ali. Um, and not really, not really, because I think if it's over twenty, I think twenty eight is like you're over now, like you're you're well over. No, what I mean is that any trail race ends up being a lot longer than you expect oh, okay. it to be. Um, this you cheat very odd occasion whereby no it just the way that the start point where the start point had to be part way round the full 50 meant that the 30 was just slightly short so yeah I think you know it was billed as the Calderdale way 30 and around 28 miles so I think you know that is I, I set out to do an ultra now I I don't know Oh, actually, looking at the medal, it even says Calderdale Way Ultra on it. <laughs> so in your in your face. In your face. Hmm. What do you think, guys? We'll put up a post. We'll ask. We'll ask you. Yeah, I think I think the crux of it though is what he was saying about having a little rest. So doing something like Endure 24. So when I did that last year, I did 50 miles? 30 miles? 50 miles. 50 miles. 50 miles. Props. Props. Still an ultra. I um I did four laps, then four laps, then two oh. laps. I still think if you said the same day, technically it's fine. But I just don't think that if you're going to do thirty miles, it's going to take you twenty four hours. Then you can actually say that that mm. is because that's that. I just think it's a long lot of recovery. Like the thing about an ultra is it's about endurance. It's about having the endurance to keep going yeah. at a pace, which is uh, consistent. That's the, that that's the whole thing about ultra running. It's all about endurance. Yeah. And uh, it's 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 the recovery, maybe. But like I say, there are no, it's no judgment. There is no like flipping rules and go and do your own thing. But if you find yourself questioning your yeah. own like thoughts about it and you don't like it, change it. Like either change the way you think about it yeah. or go, well, in that case, I'm going to try and do 30 miles without like stopping for a kip or stopping for like an hour or whatever it is. Yeah, I think as a final word, it an ultra is whatever you want it to be within reason within me unless it doesn't match up to my rules my strict rules and then it's not no unless it's the london marathon yes, yes. oh right well on that note you doing anything nice at the weekend 
Yeah, um, taking the dogs to the beach. Uh, this is next weekend. The weekend we're talking about right this second. We're at Wendover Woods, but obviously too there. late now. Too late now. Um, but uh, I'm going to the beach with the dogs, and I'm going. I've got first week without my book. First week with the book baby is outdoor, so I'm just going to have a nice weekend with the dogs. Nice. Have you got train? Have you got training block of joy? I am going to Cormier in Italy in the Ooh. Alps. Hey, I just met you. This is crazy. Here's my number. Call me baby. <laughs> yeah, call me a baby. So um this is what part... holiday. Huh? What a holiday. This is not holiday. This is a work trip. This is part of uh going to do the ETC at UTMB. I know I've just thrown out loads of letters, scramble them all up. Um, which is like their 20k sort of entry level uh mountain race. So uh yeah, gonna go do a little bit of a recce and have a weekend in the mountains well i hope you and charles and eddie have a romantic time up those hills uh, and um yeah tell me all about it i'm interested to hear about that actually i had a big chat with someone about utmb at the weekend mm-hmm. it wasn't really that positive that chat but never mind anyway, that's for another podcast um i love you i love you listeners i love you anna harding i'll speak to you next week see you next week people goodbye <laughs>